everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 599. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. Can't hear you, brother. We cannot hear you. I'm Ari Rockefeller. All right. And I am Mako-chan. I had the microphone and the Skype muted separately. It does that every now and then. I wonder if it's the actual headset that's causing that. Maybe I do need to get a new one. I don't know. Well, I mean, there's some really decently, uh, reasonably priced ones out there, you know. You did recommend one to me a while ago. I still have the to it yeah but that was pretty pricey honestly i wouldn't drop that type of money on that unless you're going to be really using it on a regular basis but yeah i mean that, that that's like this is literally how i hear sounds on my computer well that and because remember like it doesn't have a typical sound card to it well there's a sound it's built in sound card you gotta do is plug in speakers uh but i like this besides yeah, i wouldn't want to have anyone else over here what i'm saying <laughs> yeah well that and that that headset also doubles for game as a gaming headset too uh-huh. so there's that so mongo child welcome back yeah yeah it, it's did you miss us of course yeah with but... every bullet so far yeah <laughs> much um but, but no i i just i had no power last week because of the storm that blew through and I just I'm like you know what I've got no power I'm just going to hook everything up that needs to hook up so when the power comes back on it charges and my ass is going to go to sleep Makes sense. That's what I, did. I don't know what time the power came back on but sometime after I went to bed so basically you went to bed like around what like 9 30 10 o'clock something like that wow. yeah how does it feel that you got Almost 12 hours of sleep. Nowhere near 12 hours of sleep. What are you talking about? Well, you went to bed at 10 and you woke up at like 6. But 8 hours of sleep. Yeah. (laughs) That's just the normal amount of sleep that people are supposed to get. Uh, According to most recent doctors, 6 is fine. Yeah, well, it depends on the person. I suppose. (laughs) Sometimes six is fine, but then you get someone like me who needs, you know, eight to ten. Yeah, and let me, and we all know if Maka doesn't get her eight to ten, oh, somebody's getting shot, or at least pistol whipped. <laughs> I, I can, I can survive on less than eight for a couple of days. It's just after that that somebody's gonna, you know, be in my way. <laughs> at that point, she'll be in full tilt. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so last week I got to deal with no power and this week I come home and I have no water. So, it, it's it's been a it's been a hell of a time. Wow, you're rolling back-to-back ones. Yeah, I mean, luckily the water came back on fairly soon after I got home, but just like uh crap. <laughs> 
Anywho, uh, we are live tonight, week of August 1st, 2023, right here on Twitch TV. We're live here Tuesdays from 9 to 10, 30 p.m. Eastern. You will always find us at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. We're also proud to be part of the Voice of Geeks Network at VogNetwork.com. And you can always find them at Twitch TV slash VogNetwork. They kick things off on Sundays with the Bobby Blackwolf Show at 8, followed by Orange Lounge Radio at 9. And this week, they had a jumbo Bobby Blackwolf show because uh, Rob went to Southern Fried Gaming Expo and he was hanging out with Bobby, so they talked about the con and expanded things, which was kind of And please, come visit us in our Discord at vognetwork.com slash Discord. Every show that's part of the Voice of Geeks Network has their own channel, so come through and hang out and have a good time. And the water is mighty fine in the pool. All right, now we got that out the way. We're going to kick things off with how was your week? How was your day? Ari. And while you do that, I am going to uh, turn off my cam for a second and mute because I got to go grab something real. Well, he must be, uh, like, there must be something very uh, secretive that he's uh, interested in. Uh, anyway, I got paid this past week, and I guess, and, uh, you know, Got the rent paid out. Oh, I also pre-ordered the Spider-Man uh, PS5 that I was talking about last week. Uh, Mako, I'm not sure if you heard or not. The uh, PS5 system that uh, has a the new Spider-Man game on it and has a Spider-Man theme on the uh, <clears throat> pardon me on, on the controller and the uh, system itself. Oh no, I hadn't seen that. Yeah, they were talking about it, like, like on their website as well, like, on their website and like, on one of the shopping sections of the uh, the PS fives, the PS fours, uh, store. So like, hey, scan here to buy this. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. So yeah, it's gonna, like, the system itself is gonna take. We'll get it here, but in about a month or so, and the. uh uh, what is and, and the game comes out in like mid October, so you just got to be patient. Mm. But yeah. uh, I eventually need to pick up a PlayStation for myself. Especially, I uh, hope you got an MSRP, Ari. Um, what is a PS5's MSR like? Let me uh, double. It's still uh, nine or still five hundred. Yeah. But but I guess the uh, well, I got to end up getting it for like five ninety nine. I just realized I was muted the whole damn time. Mm-hmm. So, Ari, you have two PS fives now? No, I only have a PS four. Oh, okay. All right. So I'm getting, a, I'm getting the uh, the PS five when it co- when it gets mailed to me. All right. So here's the thing: it retail the digital is three ninety nine, disc version is four ninety nine. Now, if it comes with a game at fifty dollars. That's basically is it. Mm-hmm. So you, yours came is coming with the game, or are you getting some new fans? It does, but okay. it's a you know pre-order for the game. Okay, so yeah, you probably paid like five forty-nine with tax or something like that, especially if you well, got. They were asking six hundred for it. Who'd you get it from? Sony. Well, yeah, yeah. because it's a limited edition one. Yeah, let uh-huh. me. Get, I'm going. Which game? Uh, the new Spider-Man Two. Oh, oh yeah, I can see that because it has the the new side plates on it and so forth. That's probably yeah, that's the yeah, one. That's probably what it is. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, okay, I found a link to it. I will put it in the chat for you all to browse mm -hmm. to let you know what I'm talking about. So yeah, limited edition PS5 console, DualSense controller, and a voucher for a digital copy of a uh, Spider-Man 2. And you know, it, cool. it, I'm patient enough to wait for it. I'm not, you know, frothing at the mouth, you know, like jumping over people looking to get one, you know. Yeah, it's yeah, I can see directly from places. Yeah, five nine, it's five ninety nine across the board. So, yeah. uh -huh. and then you, the next thing you do is you grab yourself like a two terabyte NVMe drive and you put that in there. And then you basically get an external drive and you transfer all of your saves and everything over. And you give your uh, PS4 to Mako-chan so she can play Final Fantasy VII Remake. <laughs> uh, she'll have to get her... Like, uh, hang on, where is it? I actually talked to him. Like, like I... Yeah, I, I added a Wario 64 uh, last week and told him... Like, Oh, here we go. Like two terabyte premium SSD for PS5 on sale for uh, eighty four ninety nine on Amazon. How much on mm -hmm. Amazon? Eighty four ninety five. It was New Egg's deal of the day. Mm. It makes no sense to get a PS4 at this point. I said give, not buy. It makes no sense to get a PS4 at this point. Then again, why? Why would I get a PS4 so that I could play Final Fantasy VII on a PS4 and then still have to get a PS5 to play the rest of Final Fantasy VII on a PS5? Because when I could get PS5 and play Final Fantasy VII and then still have the PS5 to continue playing Final Fantasy VII. Well, I, what's interesting is Best Buy is actually selling PlayStation 4s brand new, whatever remaining stock that they have. I'm just like, the fuck? But I'm just saying, I'm just saying for the sake of it, if I get a PS5 and I give you my PS4 and I hear, I hear here's a copy of Remake, go play. There you go. You basically paid nothing. When, PS, when you ready to get the PS5, you get that, you put the disc in, everything carries over. You play Remake Integrate. I'm just saying, very little money is spent here, that's all. And even if you went out and bought Remake, you were going to buy it anyway. See what I'm uh, they have Yuffie as special uh, DLC. Mm, of course. DLX75 says in, um, in our chat room here, twitch.tv slash anime jam session, yeah, that is a crock to sell FF7 Remake in parts. I would have waited for all of the game. And I'm going to assume the second the second part that's coming out later this year, I'm probably wrong. It's probably the rest of the game. And then you wait a couple of years. They put out the master Blu-ray with everything. And you're just like, well, fuck. That sounds like something they do. Yeah, but most likely we all know it's going to be in three parts. And by the time part three comes out, I'll probably be uh, gumming on some oatmeal collecting Social Security. <laughs> I, I think it's definitely going to be at least two more parts. And I say that because I think this next game is going to be what could have happened. And then they're going to do another game on what did happen. 
like so, I think because they like the end of remake right. is where it splits. Yes, and that's where so, the fans got upset because again they did say it's a remake. They're mm-hmm. doing things different. Where and I bet and what they're doing different is stuff that we have questioned about the lore of FF Seven and said, "What if this? What if that?" You know. Well, I mean, the remake that we've seen so far, um, Aerith knows what's going on. She has memories from the quote-unquote original game, mm-hmm. which is why everything has seemed so familiar to her. She loses those memories when those spirit things touch her. So I'm pretty sure that at least this coming game is going to be the whole turn of what happens and Zack is going to be alive. Or this game is going to be up until they meet up with Zack. And then the third game would be Zack starting off, meeting up with them, and then the whole thing combining to the end kind of thing. But yeah, they're, they're definitely going to split it into three. Yeah, I can see that. And I the think... Greedy, the greedy fucks. See, this reminds me of Mass Effect 3, where you had that ending... And so many people got so upset by it that they had to patch it out to give it a different ending to calm the people down. So I think like Square Enix is like, yeah, we better have a backup. So most likely the main game will be three parts and then you'll have Final Fantasy VII addendum. You put that in and then let's it goes to a particular save and then it goes from there, something like that. It's enough to make a man drink. Well, you know. Anyway, that's how my date went. And Buying a PS5 and getting paid at work. Nemesis47 and- says, here's the deal. Square did the PS5 version of the remake kind of dirty. You want the PS4 upgrade to the PS5 just to purchase a Yuffie DLC. Otherwise, if you buy the PS5 version without the code, you won't be able to buy it at all. An unused code in the ge- with the game is stupid rare. Unless you upgrade to the PS4 to PS5. Okay, so... Theo, I agree. I really want a Dirge of Cerberus remake as well. You just want Vincent Valentine in pure 4K and gloriousness on your 50-inch TV. I just want Vincent Valentine on my bed. You know, they make body pillows of him. I, 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 don't tempt me. But anyway, that's how my day, that's how my weekend day was. Working, getting, like, getting paid, spending that money, and then well, that's, and being driven to madness from uh, work. Well, that's it for Anime Jam Session. What a great show, everybody. Good night. We've got no reason to leave early. Vincent isn't on my bed. <laughs> I would not be here if he was. <laughs> At least you wouldn't have the camera, the mic on. Yes, no, would. I wouldn't be here. One of the cats would be a wise ass. That's all I'm saying. Well, that's a given. See? <laughs> and as possible, Six says, we won't judge. All right, so... My under- also, I have no idea how to uh, install this uh, solid state drive, so 
There are basic instructions on how to do it, so. Like online somewhere? Yes. Basically, you pull off one of the plates, you remove the, you take a screw, pull it out, remove a tab, put it in, basically. So, here's my thing about, about the game. So, if you have Remake for PS4, you put it in the PS5, you get Remake Integrate for free. If you buy the PS5 version, you get Remake Integrate for free. If you have PlayStation Plus, now it's called Essential, and you got the game downloaded from there, you have to pay for the DLC. That's all I know. Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Um, not bad. All things considered. I mean, last week was hot as hell, so Mm. I didn't do anything. Um, Even when I tried to clean the house, the AC is just not powerful enough to overpower the heat and me working around the house. So I sat like a lump the entire weekend. Uh, Yeah, that's about it. A bump on a log. Productivity. Yeah, I've I've actually I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy X. Um, I'm switching between the two of them. So currently, I have reached the calm lands in Final Fantasy X, and uh, now I'm just deciding how much stuff I want to go back to collect, because I know I can't go all the way back, or if I just want to wait until I get the airship again to start you know, going back to collect crap to try and get most of the ultimate weapons and, you know, maybe fighting the Dark Aeons and crap like that. Yeah. I, be- I believe it. Seven, I'm at a point where, uh, you know, I don't have Cloud in my party anymore, so. Oh, poor you. Yeah, it's right now, it's uh, just uh, Barrett and Tifa trying to think that, you know, they know what the fuck they're doing. Meanwhile, I'm just wanting to get back to plot. Plot. Well, yeah, my team for Final Fantasy 7 is Cloud, Kate Sith, and Vincent. Interesting picks. And Kate Sith is there just so that Cloud and Vincent don't go at each other. Okay, fair enough. Alright, so my weekend day has been more or less the same. Um, before we continue, now, to answer Ari's question about covering up the microphone, covering up the webcam, I did not want anybody watching this stream or watching a replay of this episode seeing me run around in my pajamas, my fat ass, fat stomach. That's just me. I, I'm just trying to be as classy as I possibly can. And when we get into... Oh yeah, we're a, we're a real bunch of classy motherfuckers on this channel. When I get the Geek Roundtable, I'll explain everything. But so, as I've been saying off and on throughout the show this year, I've just slowly been buying parts for my new build. And... I pulled the trigger on Friday, dropped about 800, and got the rest. 
and it's all sitting behind me back here somewhere. So hopefully this weekend I will come home, relax, and do the and do the rebuild. And I'm looking forward to it. Uh, let's see. That's basically has been it. That's all I've really been doing. Oh, um, I haven't really been talking about this much, but I'll do a summary of it. Back in November, I get a letter in the mail about my mother's insurance policy. So I've been following the paper trail, filling out the paperwork and all of that. Everybody forgot she had a policy. The beneficiary. I have money. I am now basically out of credit card debt. And to me, if I can keep my credit cards under monthly of under $500 a month, paying them off, to me, that's out of debt because I can knock that out in a heartbeat. And with that out of the way, I can go ahead and put my trip to Japan on one card and knock it out. So looks like my trip to Japan is definitely locked. Provided that um, my passport shows up in time. I've been hearing stories now. People are saying whatever they're saying on the website is not true. All I know is by the time they're done processing, which is 10 to 13 weeks, which is about four months, I should have it by October, beginning of November. And it'll leave towards the end of December. So I should be good. So, you know, there's that. Oh, and I might as well bring this up now, kind of, sort of. Now, I know in the past episodes, there's been issues with the audio. You've been hearing some humming sounds and so forth. It was basically this mic right here, or we, or I thought it was. So what I've been doing was I've been editing out the muting, which is why the audio may sound slightly off for me, but and everybody else, but it is what it is. So I went out, I did a test. And everything came out fine. And right now, from what I can tell, everything is good. Wait. I heard something, but, you know, I think that's outside, so I'm not too worried about that. So, I went and got this microphone, the Zoom ZDM1, which, after about 10 minutes of use and everybody else on the podcast talking to me, I'm taking it back because as you can, for those of you who are listening to the show, I am not directly on the pot on the microphone. I move around back and forth. That's why sometimes you hear my voice is slightly distanced back and forth. And this microphone picks it up like a beast. So I think it's great. This mic, you basically have to eat it. And I'm not that type of person. I can't sit there and just be, I can't do it. So it's going back. I might be upgrading to a 2035, we'll figuring it out from there on it. So that's basically has been my week, and that's been everybody's weekend days. Uh, yes. And Nemesis 47 says, clean every six months to keep it free of dust, dirt, and debris. Which is why when you have your console and an entertainment setup, something like that, always have a can of compressed air. It'll do you some good. And a not, and a, an electrostatic uh, vacuum cleaner, like plastic bristles that won't do anything. That's also great. I gotta grab one of those. Anywho, we're gonna get into some housekeeping real quick. Don't forget, episodes of Anime Jam Session are available on our YouTube page at youtube.com slash anime jam session. 
all episodes going back to the beginning of the year. Um, episodes from 2021 to 2022 are up there and available, so please definitely check them out. Just click on, just go to youtube.com slash anime jam session, click on playlist, and then podcast VODs. You'll see all of the episodes right there, so definitely check them out, and thank you so much for supporting us on our YouTube page. And next month, we kick things back up with our second half of our convention tour. Uh, we will be at ShikariCon, August 19th to the 20th, and Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Close this real quick and bring up this other chat window here so I can give you a little bit detail, quote unquote. It is at the Double Tree Suite in Philadelphia, West Philadelphia. Not born and raised, but I think we all know where we're going with that. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm going to keep moving along with that or else Ari's going to hit me with a size 14 and it's going to hurt. You know, my, I wear a size 17, dude. <laughs> I, I was kind of guessing. <laughs> And Bonzilla Six says, so but yeah, they're big, they're, they're big enough that if I kick you, you stay kicked. Bonzilla Six says, so many people do not wipe or even dust off their consoles. Boy, when I used to do PC repair for a living, the shit I have seen in people's computers. So now we're going to get to the part of the show called uh, Geek Roundtable. This is where we talk more about the geekier aspects of our lives. So... Uh, what you got for us, Ari? Kick things off. Uh, well, I got this other thing I'm about to show off. It was, uh... Well, let me put, like, first let me, uh, show you exactly what it is. It's a, uh, apron from, a uh, you know, Jim Ross's barbecue sauce company and all those condiments and whatnot. Nice. Now, remember last week when I told you that the, uh, that I ended up "Quote unquote," getting free stuff from Lego because uh, of a order of like they screwed up the orders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of the same thing happened with uh, you know JR's brand at, at around the same time. See, around like mid like mid June or so, I had like placed an order for some stuff from them, and you know the email said like like it'll be it should show up by like. July like 14th or something like that. Mm-hmm. No, 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 it was mid-May and June 15th. There we go. But uh, anyway, you know, one or two days go by. I'm like, eh, it's fine. It, it, like, it'll get here eventually. But by by the time like it was two weeks, I'm like, all right, I got to do something about this. I hit up you know Jim Ross on Twitter and the conversation like, hey, the stuff I ordered from you what like hasn't shown up yet. He's like, you know the like the barbecue sauce company has its own separate Twitter. I'm like. Oh, okay. So I, you know, talked to him and like, okay, like I gave him all the uh, info for the order and all that, mm. like shipping number and all that. It's like, okay, well, sending out some new stuff with a couple of gifts for being a uh, patient about this. Right, right. And uh, you know, if you if you get like, if you get the, fir- the first order, you can still keep it, and you know, pretty much that's what happened. So I got a double order of, of the uh, the sauce uh box which is like two types of barbecue sauce the uh, hot sauce the mustard and the uh tab- and the uh, tabasco sauce and as well as uh you know teriyaki beef jerky and like the second one had that and uh, an oven mitt as a freebies that's cool so yeah now i got a lot more barbecue sauce than i know what to do with 
I'm going to have to place the order, and once I'm kind of done with the barbecue sauce that I have, so. Mm-hmm. Bakoshan, you had to tell us about your goth buddy there? Uh, yeah. Um, I have a goth buddy. Mm-hmm. His name is Eric. <laughs> he keeps being followed by a crow. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, the crow... Funko Pops uh, finally dropped, and I had him on pre-order for a while, so uh, I I had to I had to get my my Eric and add to my freaking pop collection as if I haven't gone overboard with that already. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. Do you need to wipe the drool from your mouth? No, no, I'm okay. But uh, I've been getting a couple of things that I had pre-ordered. So I've got a couple of things that have been coming in that I get to show off. So stay tuned. Next couple of weeks. And I will say this now. I'm not obsessed. (laughs) I'm I'm not obsessed. Look, I've had to look at my my, my, uh, Otakuma wish list and start cutting... Start taking things off, asking myself, do I really want to pre-order this? Because I'm running out of space here, you know? And speaking of, I have a backlog of figurines I have to show off. But I'm going to do something different. I'm going to show off two figurines. Only because, you know, I forgot about the whole Christmas in July thing. And once I wanted to show off, I realized I could show these off. Mako-chan wasn't on the stream, so I'm like, she, she will be salty if I just do it without her. So I want her to check these out while I'm here. And which is why I had to grab something from across the room. Now, we all know about the Hallmark keepsake ornaments, correct? Uh-huh. So I decided to order two of them directly from Disney. Now, here are. Yeah, I, I have to. I, I have to order. I still have not ordered. Now, I am going to hold up two boxes on stream, and for those of you who are listening, these boxes are b- very basic size. I'd say three inches by five inches. Like that's if, what she said. Heyo. Heyo. All right, maybe it's closer to. Four by six, like the large index cards. Ma- imagine like three stacks of those 100 pack index cards. That's about the size of these boxes, and there's two of them. Now, when I got them from Disney, it came in a box this big, and this is a box. That's it. If I look on the bottom here, remember, a lot of boxes will say the dimensions on the bottom. I think it's some type of law or something. Anywho, this box is at least 12 inch, at least now, 12 inches by 14 inches, 6 inches deep, something like that. Basically, it's a huge, it's a huge ass box. It's a huge ass box with two little ornaments. Now, I was expecting the Disney keepsake ornaments to be in like, like a traditional Hallmark box, but no. That means I will have to hold on to these boxes when I take them when I take them down 
for the holidays. So I'm taking out the first one. Now I've already looked at them, so I know what's what. So what's interesting about these boxes, like the little egg crate-esque cartons that they're stored in, each one's unique to the ornament, so you can't mix them up. First one is Roger Rabbit from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Nice. To celebrate the 35 years, the 35th anniversary of the movie Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Jeez, that makes me feel old. Who you kidding? Now, if I can just... Again, like I said, when you get them, they kind of they fit so that they go right back in the box. So, all right, I, I'm just gonna put this over here. I will figure it out after the show. Because time is money, and money is time. So, we have that box. Now, the second one, Mako already knows what it is. So. Yeah, because I'm the one that pointed it out to you and showed you where they were, and then that's when you went buying shit. <laughs> well, to be to be perfectly fair, I didn't buy them right away. I actually waited. <coughs> and if you're wondering, oh, yeah, I did show that. I did get the um, B. Arthur one. So, so this one is from Disney's Oliver and Company again. Celebrate 35 year 35th anniversary of the movie. So, and as Theo X75 says, damn, 35 years. I really, I am now midlife. Yes, yes, you are, sir. You are old, sir. You're old like the rest of us. But remember, you're also a proud Gen Xer. Wear it like a badge. Go. Now that we got that out the way, a um, couple of things I'm, I'm going to talk about, uh, and I'll keep these and I'll keep these uh, brief, literally. First one is I like to call Otakon power tripping. Long story short, a lot of cons have what's called rule zero, which basically means they made the rule up on the fly and it exists, and you have to, they have to enforce that rule and what they say goes because they're a staffer. Now, I believe the term is cosplay coded or something like that. Basically, what happened was there were a lot of, there were a few Otakon staffers that were actually telling some curvy plus size uh, cosplayers that their costumes were not appropriate for a family-friendly convention, and they had to change. And when I heard this, I'm like, this cannot be real. And as I read the forum post, there were people who were talking about this, and this was going back for two years. And I checked a few other Facebook groups, saw the same thing. I look at it this way. Let people cosplay however they want 99% of the time people are going to wear cosplays that feel good, that fit them and is within reason, so let them do it, and it's interesting as somebody said, that they weren't coding 
the skinny and medium cosplayers because I guess evidently to most guys that's just what they want. I'm not most guys, but that's what had happened. I do hope, as I had said on this particular Facebook group, it would be kind of interesting if a staffer happens to stop you and tells you that you have to change your cosplay because you're being a bit revealing and you just happen to have your ca your phone out camera on the ready and recording this and other people also recording the same situation or if when it happens to them Otakon by chance could have a discrimination lawsuit on their hands so I think they need to properly retrain those staffers uh -huh. and yes I know about the whole Lizzo thing not going to get into it. I'll probably save it for a brief thing next week if I actually remember. So, enough about that. Let's get into tonight's show. Um, we're going to talk about Digimon. The original movies get a brand new dub. And for those of you who don't know, back in the 90s, there was Digimon the movie. But we didn't know until a little bit later that Digimon the movie was a very terrible paste edit of the first two movies and things flipped and turned upside down to make some type of badass movie that tanked in the theaters that weekend. Great job, Fox. But over time, those movies were released in a subtitled format and now dub. Now, the movie came out back in the 2000, and as I said, it was it was the end results of a variety of films put together, and it was not very good. So what happened, um, I believe Discotech uh, announced this at Otakon, and they made this announcement on their Twitter that the, mo the original movies are coming out with a brand new dub. It's our war game. Hurricane Touchdown, and Digimon the Movie. The original versions of the films will have a new uncut dub and with the classic cast plus Japanese audio with subs. So, they're saying un with the classic cast, but from my understanding, there will be a brand new cast. We're basically looking at the Digimon Adventure 2020 cast that will be dubbing it. That's what I was hearing. But according to Discotech, they're going to have the original cast from the 1999 North American dub. So, looks like it's going to be a mix of A and B, probably because they can't get the, most of the originals back. So, I think that's going to be pretty cool. The original English cast will include Joshua Seth as Tai Chi, or Tai, Mona Marshall as Koshiro, or Izzy, Laura Jo Miller as Kyrie, Michael Reese as Yamato, or Matt, Brian Donovan as Davis. And, uh, Discotech states that anyone who we could find and could come back is here and that the new actors were cast based on energy and giving a voice and vibe that fits what you heard almost 25 years ago. So that's great. So the Digimon Movies Collection 1 will include the 1995 short film Digimon Adventure, Digimon Adventure Our War Game, Digimon Hurricane Touchdown, Transcendent Evolution, The Golden Digimentals, and the American version of Digimon the Movie. Oh, God. 
upcoming home media release will include the new English dubs with the original Japanese music and will also feature the original versions with Japanese subtitles. Digimon the movie will also retain the Americanized soundtrack that famously features songs like One Week by Bare Naked Ladies and The Rockefeller Skank by Fat Boy Slim. Ari, you should be collecting royalties off of that. <laughs> uh, knew that was coming. The, An- the Angela Anaconda short Angela Mon will not be included in the release. Thank God for small things. The new English dub is being handled by Sound Cadence Studios. Marissa Lenti is writing and directing the dub. And Mark FBR is in charge of producing and script supervisions. Now, interested, Digimon Adventure, the 2020 anime TV reboot of the 1999 anime, which I watched the first 20 episodes of, it's really good, is available to stream on Crunchyroll. The anime film's Digimon Adventure Tree is also available on Crunchyroll. And the video game release of Digimon World Next Order is available on PC and Switch. Well... You have Digimon Adventure, and then like 10 years later, you have Digimon Adventure Tree, which is kind of dark. And by kind of, I mean definitely. Uh, moving Wait, right you on. say it was dark? Digimon Adventure Tree is kind of dark. Remember, th- th- this takes place like 10 years later when they're all high school students. And a lot of the shit that's been happening ends up happening in the real world, and things get kind of fucked. Yeah, that does sound kind of fucked up. Yes. Yes, it does. Okay, moving right along. Ari, tell us about the Pokemon-themed art installation that's at that's coming to Japan House. Uh, sure. One second, let me bring it up. <clears throat> Let's see. Pokemon Get this header out of the way. Uh, playful encounters of Pokemon and Japanese craft. Uh, playful images of Pikachu, Rollet, Litten, and, Pop- and Poplio stencil dyed onto silk cloth. A Charizard integrated into a large ceramic jar and a dazzling Jolteon sculpted from individual pieces of gold and silver plated copper hammered into the shape of lightning bolts. These are some of the ingenious creations in the Pokemon X Koje. Playful Encounters of Pokemon and Japanese Craft. The new ex- exhibition at Japan House LA from July 25th to January 7th, 2024. The exhibition brings together two of Japan's most celebrated con- contributions to world culture. Uh, beloved characters from one of the world's biggest entertainment franchises and craft that has evolved and been refined over centuries. Supervised by the National Craftsman Museum in Kanazawa, Japan, with special support from the Pokemon Company, the exhibition features over 70 works of varying materials and diverse techniques created by 20 of Japan's most accomplished craft artists, ranging from a living national treasure to metal artist, like the metal artist Morihito Katsura, to exciting young artists like Taiichiro Yoshiba, also a metal artist. The artists were challenged with the task of using their skills and ever-evolving techniques in lacquer, ceramics, textiles, metalwork, and other media to create to creatively channel the world's the world of a globally popular Pokemon brand. And uh, let's see. It. <clears throat> At first, it doesn't seem to be much in common between Pokemon and Japanese craft. Yet there's an element of connection between the two worlds, just, there are di- just as there are distinct Pokemon types: grass, fire, war. 
water, ground, steel, electric, etc. Uh, most of Japan's principal crafts are being used are using grass, fire, water, earth, or metal, with contemporary fabrication facilitated by electricity. In Japanese ceramics, for, for example, clay is mined from the earth, mixed with water, and then formed to help of an electric potter's wheel, decorated with metal, mineral and metal oxide pigments, and baked with fire in a kiln. In addition, within the world of Pokemon, players are expected to hone their skills, nurture their Pokemon, collect these creatures just as an artist train hard, developing their craft, and art enthusiasts and museums avidly collect their works. So yeah, like the Jolteon they have in the uh, in the header image is uh, yeah, it looks good, but it's like frighteningly detailed. <laughs> like a, like it almost looks like it has like a taxidermied fox head. In it. That's a high level of accuracy if you think about it. Mm-hmm. No, I wouldn't. I never would expect them to look like that. I figured it would look more animated, not more realistic. But mm-hmm. okay with that. And now we're going to go across the, across the pond and talk about yet another art exhibition with Death Note. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> it is the Death Note manga's 20th anniversary, and they are putting on an art <clears throat> exhibition in two different stops uh, being held this August. So it's going to happen in Tokyo and Osaka. Um, so the Death Note exhibition is described as a way to express gratitude to the series' fans who have continued their support for so long. Visitors will get to witness Obata's artwork for the series up close and personal and take home a few little bonuses in the process. Um, obviously, because this is Japan, exclusive goods will be available at the venue, including acrylic stands based on the exhibition poster, um, I really, really want one of these. Um, yeah. Uh, but there will also be mini art prints that are going to be handed out as an admission bonus. And it looks like there are going to be uh, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve of those available. Um, six will be available for the first couple of weeks and six will be available for the next couple of weeks. Uh, So this will be going on from September 9th uh, to October 9th. Um, uh, The ticket sales for the Tokyo stop are open now. Uh, Osaka is obviously coming later because that is when the second half, like it's not happening at the same time in both. Starting in Tokyo for two weeks and then going to Osaka for two weeks. So, uh, yeah, if you want to stop by, um, you can go over to the uh, Death Note underscore EX Twitter account. Um, That is for the exhibition and uh, we'll be able to give you information. There is also Death Note slash Death Note slash exhibition.com. That can be um, looked through for information for that as well. Are you not looking for just Death Note slash fix? 
Been there, done that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Also, I'm not sure if it's like what it is with the R, but the uh, this first this first big print that they got with the uh, with light and L and uh, color while everything else is grayscale. There's something happening on like like on the side of it, like t- around the uh, light's neck yeah. that makes him look like he's got a tattoo of it or something. And I immediately had flashbacks to Castlevania Judgment. We don't talk about that game. <laughs> Friggin' Simon Yagami or Light Belmont. Konami, I would say Konami do better, but let's be real. But yeah, I, I really want a copy of this acrylic stand. Bet you do. It is, it is very pretty. I mean, the poster itself is pretty, but I like the acrylic stands just because, you know, it's something different. Carrying on. Yup. So now, one thing I do I, I do get excited over is when I hear about Ronma one half collapse because y'all know I'm a pretty decent Ronma one half. Just a little. Just a scooch. But um, it looks like there's going to be yet another clothing collab, and this is geared more towards Mako than it is me. Yeah, I was looking through some of the clothing on this and yeah. going, I would wear that. Yeah, I, I yes, you would. So it looks like this fourth collab is done with Japan Label, part of the Japanese fashion brand Earth Music and Ecology. This latest collab will offer a whole line of clothing and accessories inspired by Rumiko Takahashi's classic rom-com, from dresses to tops to scarves. The centerpiece of the line is a series of dresses, skirts, and pullovers in black for Ranma, and Bordeaux for girl-type Ranma, and mustard yellow for Ryoga. You'll have casual daily wear, including tees and scarves, that feature other characters from the series, like a t-shirt with Genma peeking out from the pocket, and Ranma one half in a gold embroidery. I, 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 I'd wear that. Uh-huh. I kind of really want one of these scarves. I want one. Of the, I want the scarf, the cardigan, and like this pullover hoodie. Yeah, I, I do like that hoodie. I, I, I want one of those. I want that. I know that one. You know, I the only one a little unnerved by seeing uh, Ronco with black hair and not red. Oh, that's how it is in the manga. That's why. Oh, okay. In the ma- it's manga, so it's basically everybody has black hair, but in the anime, they did red hair to kind of designate a difference. I'm kind of hoping that I can find, an, well, probably not. Well, I'm hopefully I'm I'm hoping I can find some of this when I go to Japan, now because they're gonna have pre-orders for this, and it starts on August 4th and it goes to the 17th, with store sales opening in mid-December. For every 6,000 yen spent on items from the line, uh, you also get one of two postcards. One postcard is, is a traditional image where it shows Ranma wearing a Chinese jumpsuit that's yellow with red roses around it and kind of smiling with Genma in the background. The other postcard shows Ranma, girl-type Ranma, Genma, 
Shampoo, Ukyo, Akane, Kuno, Ryoga, and Moose. And they're all smiling and running. And and in this one, this is one you notice that Ukyo has black hair. Whereas in the anime, her hair is close to like brownish color. It's interesting. And Shampoo has blue hair. And to be perfectly honest, you can cosplay Shampoo with blue hair or purple hair. Either or is canon. The pre-ordered goods will start shipping sometime in early December. I'm going to have to going to have to save this article. Talk to my friend who lives in Japan, who is also a big Ron Lonehead fan, and ask her if there's any stores that she would know where this would be available. Because I would love to buy some of this. And moving right along, we're going to talk about uh, Lupin the Third. For some of you who aren't too fond, no. But rest assured, it is being done in Japan, and 99% of animated live-action films that come out of Japan are good. That 1% uh-huh. is Attack on Titan. So yeah, it's a new live-action film with centered around Jigen Daisuke with uh, Tetsuji Tamayama reply- reprising the role after nine years. Uh, Amazon Japan announced today the original live-action film featuring Daisuke Jigen, Lunar's partner in the Lupin III franchise, will start streaming worldwide on Amazon Prime beginning October 13, 2023. It's a collaboration between Amazon Studios and TMS Entertainment, the anime production company that has produced the Lupin the third animated franchise since 1971. Uh, Tets- Tetsuji Tamayama, who played Daisuke Jigen in a 2014 live-action film, reprises his role nine years later. A key visual featured above and a teaser trailer featuring him was also released. Uh, the story of uh, Jigen Daisuke begins when Jigen feel- feels his beloved combat magnum uh, SWM-19 is not working well and visits Japan for the first time in several years in search of the world's best gunsmith who runs a watch shop. Uh, Hajime Hashimoto, who has worked on many popular Japanese TV drama serials, a series such as Aibu Tokyo Detective Duo and the Woman of Science Research Institute serves as director on an original screenplay by Yoshimasa Akamatsu. And yeah, this... Uh, <clears throat> this key visual with uh, Jigen, it goes pretty hard, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, too bad it's a rather small size. It'll look good as a wallpaper. Well, maybe if you Google image versus Google image, you might be able to find a larger size. Uh, maybe. Let's take a look. Yeah, definitely. And while um, Ari takes a look, Mako is going to tell us about the Super Mario Brothers movie, how it hit the second highest grossing foreign film in Japan. Yeah, so uh, at this point, Super Mario Brothers has earned a total of 13.39 billion yen, uh, which is $94.1 million, uh, surpassing Disney's Frozen 2, which was 13.37 billion yen, or $94 million. This has become now the second highest earning foreign animated film in Japan. The first is still Frozen. 
um, <sighs> which is at 25.5 billion yen or 179.2 million dollars in Japan mm. alone. Uh, the movie is also now the 14th highest grossing animated film, including anime, and the 25th highest grossing film of all time in Japan. Um, so the movie opened in Japan on April 28th and sold 1.276 million tickets to earn 1.843 billion yen, which is about 13.5 million in its first three days. So, yeah, um, it's doing very, very well. Uh, the <laughs> film right now is listed as the third all-time highest earning animated film worldwide if Disney's 2019 CG The Lion King is counted as animated or number two if it's not and it is the 15th highest earning film of all time so yeah um, it, it's done really really well and I still haven't seen it. Meanwhile, I have two copies of the film sealed sitting on my shelf. <laughs> Both are collector's editions. One's from Best Buy and the other's from Walmart. Jeez. Oh, yeah. And Bonzo Will 6 says, now I just want a sequel to Warcraft film. Why would you subject yourself to something like that? Why? <laughs> Why? All right. Now that we got that out the way, we're at the part of the show that y'all really stick around for. Meanwhile, in Japan. <laughs> okay, volume over there is so ugly. Let's take a look. Uh, I'll take the last story. Mako, which one do you want? Uh, it doesn't matter to me. All right, let me bring it back up. Uh, I will take which one did you say you want, Ramba? The last one? Yeah, I'm taking the last one. Uh, I'll take the first one then. Okay. I kind of want to play the theme from River City Ransom in the background because it's kind of please apropos. do, please do. Uh, I we we I don't want to get I don't want to get hit with a DMCA, okay? That and I don't think oh. I could pull it up that quickly to have it properly wired in the background, so. I'll see if you can find a uh, instrumental of the main main theme to River City Rumble. Yeah, okay. You know how long it takes me to find something like that? Uh, oh, I found the entire movie just by uh, clicking videos on uh, YouTube. Well, I actually have a copy of the DVD sitting on the shelf back there. You and me both. Uh, anyway, getting distracted again. Yes, yes. A Japanese McDonald's has, branded, has banned an entire middle school from entering the restaurant. Uh, the McDonald's branch in the Tana neighborhood of Sakamihara Kamigawa Prefecture, Prefecture is just a four-minute walk from Tana Middle School. It seems like a plus for the fast food restaurant with the prospect of a group of kids coming in with their friends to grab a burger, soda, or whatever on, on the way home from school. Uh, they've now banned each and every student from the middle school from entering the restaurant. 
And there's a note that says, to all customers, thank you for always choosing to, thank you always for choosing to visit our restaurant. The inconsiderate, behavior, the inconsiderate behavior by middle school students has become a nuisance to other customers and has created a concern for the physical safety of our workers. Therefore, we are barring students from Sagamihara Tana Municipal Middle School from entering a restaurant, the Sagamihara Tana McDonald's branch. We ask for your understanding and cooperation in ensuring a safe and secure experience for our customers. There's no specific details as to what kind of behavior led to the decision uh, but in, speakers, in speaking to reporters about the situation, the school's vice principal has described the student's actions as salagu, meaning loud and boisterous. Uh, multiple incidents in which students from the school caused disturbances took place during the last school year. The Japanese year ends and starts in spring, including one with which teachers and police officers were called to rein in unruly kids. Jeez, that is like... I mean... It's not saying you know. It's not saying the uh, why why they're doing this or how many kids, how many people's uh, unruly behavior caused this. But uh, you know, I imagine other kids who didn't have anything to do with this are a little bit pissed off. Yeah, I I feel for those kids all too well. Like you asshole. All right. Quick story. When I was in sixth grade, the principal made an announcement that students were not allowed to leave school grounds to go to McDonald's. Where my elementary school was, there was literally a McDonald's around the corner. If you left the school, went to the corner, made a left, and went down the hill, and made a right, and walked out to the end of the block, there was a McDonald's. Or, at the time, there was a shortcut that you could cut through the back area to go there. From my understanding, that's all fenced up. Now, a few blocks away in the other direction, further down, there is another school. For them, it takes them longer to come up. But at the time, uh, elementary school breaks for like an hour, almost like an hour and a half. So, yeah, something like that. So, evidently, a bunch of sixth graders or whoever from my school and their school got into a fight at the McDonald's. Thus, we were no longer allowed to leave school property. Unless you had a note. And there you go. And yes, Ari, I was able to find a copy of River City Ransom. Because <laughs> I'm like, I know I had that com that soundtrack compilation somewhere. I went to look. Hold. Okay, now, Mako-chan, next story is on you. Yes, it is. Uh, so, a uh, man was arrested for throwing a dog at a police officer. What? Jesus! Yeah. Um, so, this took place last Tuesday uh, in the city's uh, yoga ward at around 5 p.m., passerby on the street noticed a dog with a collar but no visible owner since the dog happened to be near a grooming salon the passerby took the pooch inside thinking the staff might recognize the Shiba Inu none of the workers did though uh, but when they called the police to see what could be done the officer who was dispatched had seen the dog before the same dog had been spotted unattended on the streets once before 
and the officer was the same member of the police force who'd taken it into custody at that time before returning the animal to its owner. Because of course he was. Yeah. Since the officer knew who the owner was, a 55-year-old man who lived in the same ward as the salon, he went to the owner's house and told him what had happened. They then returned together to the salon, but when they arrived, the man refused to take the dog back. I ain't got no need for a dog like this. The man said angrily yelled, uh, the man angrily yelled, commanding, you take him to the damn animal's shelter. According to the police, during his rant, the man picked up the dog, which is 60 centimeters, uh, 23.6 inches long, and weighs 6 kilograms, which is 13.2 pounds, and threw the animal at the officer, after which he was placed under arrest. Jesus, I fucking uh, hope he would be. So, in this case, the crime the man is being charged with is obstruction of official duties. It is a broad offense similar to Japan's forced obstruction of business law, which charges, um, uh, it's used in cases of harmful mischief and mayhem in shops, restaurants, and other places of business. Neither the dog nor the officer suffered injuries in the incident. The animal showed no visible signs of physical abuse from its owner, but was taken into custody at the police station. Oh, fuck, man. Yeah. I, 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 I got nothing. If you don't want a pet, don't just let it out. That yeah. is the worst thing you can do, is to just let a pet who has no real instincts for being outside and catching its own food or anything like that. It's very bad to let pets out. That includes rabbits that includes snakes that includes cats that includes dogs they have instinct but not necessarily enough to be able to survive so don't be a dick is all i have to say anywho we're going to get into our final Meanwhile in Japan story tonight. And... Doozy. This one. A convenience store clerk was arrested for punching a customer over a receipt at Hyogo Prefecture. There's been a lot of good things we said about customer service in Japan. But at the end of the day, the staff were all people too, and equally capable of being pushed over the edge in certain circumstances. This acts a 22-year-old clerk in Amagasaki City, Hyogo Prefecture, who was arrested for assault from the customer. This happened at 8 o'clock on January 25th when a 73-year-old man came in to buy a can of beer. Staying at the register, the customer told the clerk he didn't want a receipt, but the clerk handed him one anyway. This pissed off the customer, who then threw the receipt back at the clerk, who in turn got pissed off, and it started a very heated argument. And during said argument, the clerk knocked over the customer's can of beer, and things really got heated as they went into the back room of the store. And supposedly, allegedly, 
the clerk assaulted the customer. We don't know what the extent was, but according to reports, there was some punching. Police arrived shortly after and arrested the clerk for assault. The condition of the customer and his beer are unclear, but both were believed to be free of serious injury. Thank God. Especially if it was a Asahi Super Dry. That's some good that's some good beer. The receipt game in Japanese convenience stores is surprisingly complex, making it difficult to establish who's ultimately at fault here. These stores still have clear plastic sheets hanging over the counter, which can make verbal communication somewhat difficult and also makes it very possible that the clerk misheard or simply didn't hear him. Over. Most convenience stores have little plastic boxes that you can simply toss unwanted receipts into at the register. The majority of 7-Eleven stores take this one step further and have the register automatically spit out the receipt, leaving it up to the customer if they want to take it and letting it fall into a plastic bin if they don't want it. That way, an unwanted receipt is hardly a headache for customers nowadays. That is becoming increasingly common for convenience stores to print coupons for other items on these receipts. Once refused a receipt to only have the clerk insist that you take it, and on that receipt was a coupon for a free two-liter bottle of Pepsi. Wow, a free two-liter. That's nice. Yeah. That's, that sounds a lot better than the receipts you get from CVS. Still printing. <laughs> I don't know if you recall, but somebody at Katsukon cosplayed a CVS receipt. They just wore a bodysuit and had a long, long uh, cape. Train. Cape slash train, and it was a long CVS receipt. You know what I want to see now? You, you know those Ahigao jackets and stuff like that? Oh, God, no. Make that into a CVS receipt. <laughs> That'd be funny. Anywho. It could have been possible if the clerk wasn't paying attention during all of this. There have been incidents in the past in which elderly people have expressed dissatisfaction with certain aspects of convenience store shopping. This leading to violent outbursts, so it might have been the case once again. As a result, online comments have been mixed over who is to blame for this altercation. Such as, don't they have a little basket for unwanted receipts? It's kind of strange for the clerk to hand them a receipt after he said he didn't want it. He go, Why did they go into the back room? Did the customer work there too? He's demanding too much quality. He's demanding too much quality from a part-time worker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. I used to work at convenience stores, and customers can really get arrogant at times. Of course, he can't accept the curse receipt. He would die from it. I think the heat is getting to everyone. Yeah, there is a major heat wave going through Japan and other parts of the, of the world right now. Regardless of the details, in the end. It's probably fair to say that both men crossed the line at certain points during this incident. At least with the advent of self-service convenience stores, there ought to be a decrease in customer staff violence. There will probably be a sharp rise in customer machine violence, but we'll deal with that when the time comes. That reminds me, there is an anime where, an isekai anime where the main hero is reincarnated into a vending machine. Why? I don't know. I don't know. 
It's not on my radar to watch this yet. <laughs> Maybe when yeah. my an anime list drops down some, I'll take a look. Does he get crushed by a falling vending machine? Is that what how he gets isekai'd? I don't know, but it's right up there with reincarnated as a sword. I'm sorry, reincarnated as what? Sword. I... I got nothing on this. I don't know. As Cedabiri says... There is also an episode of this Japanese horror anthology series named Prayer Beads that's kind of like that. Minus the reincarnation part. Oh, no. I think that now that we got that out the way, I think it may just be time to call it a night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Perfect. If you like tonight's show, tell a friend. In turn, we'll tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. What we like and don't like, we're telling you straight up. So, if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Don't forget to visit our website at animejamsession.com, where you will see... Or, find our weekly podcast anime reviews cosplay tips and tricks cosplay reviews tutorials links to our youtube page of convention coverage links to our facebook page of cosplay convention coverage and so much more all that at animejamsession.com and if you like the show you should be following the episodes on your portable on, on your mobile phone you should be following us through google podcast apple podcast tune in radio uh, iHeartRadio, even. You can also be following us on um, Spotify as well and Anchor FM. Just search Anime Jam Session. Episodes are available there for your listening pleasure. And what's cool is some of these apps allow you to leave a review. So if you can leave us a review, we greatly appreciate that. So there. Don't forget to follow us on our social media pages Anime Jam Session on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Please follow us on those so you know when new episodes are available, when we're streaming, new videos are up, cosplay photos are up, and then some. And to everyone who follows us on our socials, thank you so much. We couldn't do the show without you. And now our tip jar. If you're participating with us live, there's links below to our stream elements, stream labs, and our Ko-Fi pages if you want to throw a few dollars at us. If not, you can always hear us on with bits. Or you can sub to the channel and give out gift subs. We couldn't do all any of this without you, so thank you so much. So now we're going to go around the room. Last words. Ari. Uh, it's been a long weekend. I just want to go to bed. Hmm. Last words, Mako. It's been a long weekend. It's only Tuesday. <laughs> My last words. I gotta bring, possibly have to bring both of my mixers in for this event that we're doing tomorrow. We have the powered speakers and everything, but I want to bring it in just in case there's not enough power for the mics and all of that stuff. So, you know. Anywho, that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And I believe, uh, yeah, I believe Barry will be joining us. Will you be joining us? Hopefully you do. So, that is it. End of list. 
we're getting out of here. So, Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Akachan. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Good night. Say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. Perfect. Awesome. We're out of here. See you all next week. Jamatane.